0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا the Holy بإذنه the Holy Spirit, بعد Holy تعالى the Holy Spirit, 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 the Holy ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما. فقال نبيون محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلمه إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هذه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بذع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار. My dear respected elders brothers sisters. We are on the series of khutbah on the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As I mentioned before, rights are important because we will be questioned about them. We will be questioned about fulfilling the rights of those who have rights upon us. And among those who have rights upon us, the first and foremost of them is the prophet and messenger of Allah Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wa wa I come to the next of the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi which is muhabbat hub to love him above all and everyone and everything else it must be understood that to love Rasulullah sallallahu wa is not a discretionary thing left to the individual. You love him if you want to love him. You don't love him. It's okay. No, it's not like that. To love Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam is obligatory. It is a pillar of Islam. And if a Muslim says, "I do not love Muhammad ﷺ," now the billah, that person ceases to be a Muslim. Hittiba, which we mentioned last week, which is emulation, is the result of love. We emulate those we love. Our appearance, our manners, our dealings, our lives and our culture reflects the ways, the values and the culture of those we love. We do it because we believe it adds value to us. We emulate without being conscious of it, but those those who we interact with ...recognize the original who we are emulating. When that original is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam... ...then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the one... ...who emulates the one that he loves... ...and that is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The reality of life is that we all... ...consciously or unconsciously emulate someone or the other... ...no matter what we do in life. As Muslims... The question is Why not emulate Rasulullah sallallahu wa Especially when the reward Of that emulation Is the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Said to Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam, He said Say to those people who claim To love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To emulate me Fattabiyuni Qulin kuntum Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means say to them those who claim to love Allah emulate me meaning emulate Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa then what will happen Allah will love you and Allah will forgive your sins and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most forgiving and most merciful as I mentioned to love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is not only a part of iman but a conditional requirement of it. Without the love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam, we cannot call ourselves Muslims. Because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala defined Muslims as those who love Rasulullah Sallallahu even more than they love themselves. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said in Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is closer to the believers more beloved to the believers than their own selves and their and his wives are their mothers allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this even clearer and warned those who have any doubts in the matter of loving Rasulullah by promising to punish them and stating that there is no guidance for the one who does not love muhammad more than he loves anyone and anything else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala associated his own majesty and grace with the love of Rasulullah Wasallam <laughs> and demanded that not only must one love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger Muhammad Wasallam <laughs> more than he loves anyone and anything else but must prove and demonstrate that in his life. This is done not by singing Anashir and by singing khawalis but by emulating the ittiba of rasulullah sallallahu in every aspect of life by following his sunnah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah at-tuba qul in kana aba'ukum wa abna'ukum wa ikhwanukum wa azwajukum wa ashiratukum wa amwalun iqtaraftumuha wa tijaratan taqshawna kasadaha wa masakin turdawnaha Allah إليكم من الله ورسوله وجهاد في سبيله حتى يأتي الله بأمره والله لا يهدي القوم الفاسقين Allah said which means say O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam if it be that your fathers meaning parents, your sons meaning children, your brothers meaning siblings, your mates meaning mates, husbands and wives, or your kindred meaning the extended family and tribe, the wealth that you have gained, the commerce in which you fear a decline, or the dwellings, the houses that you, in which you delight, if these are dearer to you, if they are more beloved to you than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa and striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then wait until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about his punishment or decision of punishment. And Allah does not guide the rebellious. A very important point to note in this ayah is that all the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listed in this ayah are halal. They are permissible, they are good. In some cases, loving and honoring them has been prescribed. For example, parents, for example, children, for example, spouses. Earning of halal risk. All of this is prescribed. You do it with the right niya, it is ibadah. Yet, if we love those things more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, more than his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and more than striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ex- expressed his anger, and rejected such people, and promised to punish them. Allah did not say, I may punish, Allah said, I will punish. This is because, all blessings come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla جل jalaluhu. And they come to us through Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam, who taught us the truth and introduced us to Allah. Stri- striving and working hard in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the payback for the blessings that we enjoy. But if we allow these blessings to distract us from the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or from following the sunnah of Rasulullah Then those blessings will be the cause of attracting the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Narrated Anas bin Malik radiyallahu anhu in a hadith in Bukhari and Muslim that Rasulullah sallallahu said, None of you will have faith till he loves me more than he loves his father, his children and all of mankind. I repeat, Anas bin Malik radiyallahu anhu, the famous sahabi who was the khadim, who was the servant of Rasulullah sallallahu for his entire period in Medina, 10 years. Anas bin Malik was about ten years old when his mother brought him and gave him to Nabi sallam and said, Ya Rasulullah, he is your servant, keep him. Rasulullah said, What will I do with this little boy? He said, She said, No, keep him, let him be with you. Anas bin Malik stayed in the house of Rasulullah. He said, I saw the best day in my life and I saw the worst day in my life. He said, I saw the day when Abisallam came to Medina and I saw the day when he departed. Anas bin Malik, Allah gave him a very long life. He lived way into his 90s. And after Rasulullah Sallallahu wa passed away, Anas bin Malik wa sallam, used to see Rasulullah Sallallahu wa in his dream every single night. His entire life. I'm telling you this because this is a very eminent Sahabi. And he saw Rasulullah wa very close because he lived in his house. He says that Rasulullah wasallam said none of you will have faith, will have iman until he loves me more than he loves his father, his children and all of mankind. In another hadith also narrated by Anas bin Malik of al he said that Rasulullah wasallam said none of you is a true believer unless I am dearer to him than his parents, his children and all others. And this is in Musrad Imam Ahmad, in Bukhari, in Muslim, in Sunan al-Nasai and in uh, ibn majah just take these two statements anyone other than rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying that would be a major ego trip right Say, so what is this you have to love me more than anybody else what kind of statement is that but with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is not an ego trip this is his teaching them deen he is saying this is islam this is Islam that you love the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa more than you love anyone anyone, anything else because only then will you practice Islam the way Islam is supposed to be practiced. Only then will you obey the way you are supposed to obey. Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and love for Rasulullah sallallahu sallam is very different from our love for anyone anything else. The love for Allah jalla jalal is expressed through obeying Him. In the way that Muhammad obeyed him. And the love for Rasulullah is to emulate him, is to imitate him, is to do what he did. The way to understand a hadith like this is if you say, well, how do I express my love for Rasulullah today? We express it by referring the way of Rasulullah. Over every other way. The best example of that is Salah. The pillar of Islam after Shahada. How do we pray? We pray the way Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prayed. Every single aspect of it. Every single aspect of it. We pray the way Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prayed. We start the prayer the way he started the prayer. With Takbir After that, we recite what he recited. After Sana, Surat Fatiha. We recited loudly in the Salah that he recited loudly. We recited silently in the Salah he recited silently. To be silent in the Salah that he recited loudly is wrong. To be to recite loudly in the Salah where he recited silently is wrong. Even though you are still reciting Surat al fatiha We make Ruku the way he made Ruku. In Ruku we, 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 we read the Tasbih that he read. We make Sujood the way he made Sujood. In tashahhud, we read what he read. Every single thing. And if we change that. Whatever be our reason. Whatever be our reason, if we change that, then that salah is defective and that salah may be completely invalid. We will discover when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the only salah that is acceptable to Allah is the salah of Muhammad Alaihi Wasallam. That is why what did he say? He said, Salu kama Muni, as you have seen pray as you have seen me pray he didn't say pray as you think you should pray my brothers and sisters this is way this is what differentiates us as Muslims we are people who follow who obey and who emulate Muhammad Sa and not anyone else, in opposition to him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to enable us and make us those who prefer Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam over anyone and anything else in life. I quote the Holy Quran: "This is the forgiveness of Allah to you, and you are the ones الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما امر ونشهد ان اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله فما بعد فقالت تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka Hamidul Majid Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka Hamidul Majid My brothers and sisters as i mentioned the love for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is a fundamental principle of islam the love of Rasulullah ﷺ is Islam. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala revealed the ayah which I just recited: "Inna Allaha wa malaika tahu yusalluna 'ala Nabi ya ayyuha al-Ladin aamanusallu 'alayhi wa sallimu taslima," which means Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sends his salat, meaning his blessings, his he honors. On Muhammad and the angels also, the Malaika also send salat on Rasulullah. They make du'a for him and they send blessings on him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. Any ayah which comes with this beginning is a direct huqam. It's a direct order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which we are obliged and obligated to obey. Ya yuhaladina amanu. Sallu alayhi wa sallimu tasleema. Oh, you believe, send your salat on him, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and your salam, and greet him by saying, Salaam alaykum wa rahmatullah. Abu Masood al-Ansari, radiyallahu anhu said, they asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and this was the beauty of the Sahaba, Ridwan alaihi wa alaihi They did not invent. They did not do whatever came into their mind. They asked. Abu Masood al-Ansari says, it was asked, they asked Nabi sallallahu we have been commanded to send salah and salaam upon you. We know how to send salaam, but how should we send salaam? As we know the معنى, the dictionary meaning of salaam is dua. The technical meaning of salaam is What we are going to pray now. Which is the prayer. But the general meaning, the the, the, uh, linguistic meaning, and the technical meaning, they are two different things as we know for many words. So they said, they are not asking should we worship you. No. They are saying Allah said send salah. What is this salah? How must we do that? Rasulullah said, Say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad O oh Allah, send salah upon Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, dua, blessings, and upon the family of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, as you send salah upon the family of Ibrahim alayhi sallam. Now the Duru Ibrahimi, which we do in salah is a version of this, alhamdulillah, any of this. But point I am making here is, it's a big point of learning for us that the Sahaba, how they responded to anything in the deen which they did not know. They asked for guidance. They never decided on their own based on their understanding or desire or imagination. They did not invent or innovate. They asked and they obeyed. And that is the essence of submitting our will to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To send salatu salam, durud, Sharif on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is to obey the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the way to show our love for Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us that, the, that this salam this salah and salam which we send is conveyed to him from wherever we are in the world when we send it and that he replies to it There is no report of any of the sahaba conveying salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa from each other when they visited his raudah, visited his grave. There is no such report. In later generations, this practice started. I remind myself and you that the best way to do things is the way that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa did and taught and the way his sahaba did and that is to recite durud, Ibrahimi or any other durud as much as possible wherever we may be. And it is of course specially recommended to do that on Jum'ah on Friday. But it must be done daily. Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu anhu said, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has malaika, has angels, who go around the world and convey to me the salam of my ummah from around the earth. From wherever that salam is sent. And this is in An-Nasai. In Abu Dawud, there is a hadith where Abu Furrara anhu reported that Rasulullah said, There is not one of you who sends his greeting upon me, durood upon me, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns the soul to my body and I return that greeting. Abdur Rahman ibn Auf anhu said, I came to Rasulullah sallam while he was in sujood and he elongated his sujood. And then he said, Jibreel alayhi Sallam came to me and he said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam whoever sends durud upon you salam upon you i will send salam on him and whoever sends salam upon you i will send salam upon him so i made sujood of thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa taala and this is in hakim abdullah ibn amr ibn al as Radiallahu anhu reported i heard rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying whoever makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa taala to exalt my mention meaning durood sharif Whoever sends salat on me, whoever makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to exalt my mention, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will exalt his mention. Allah will bless that person ten times for every one time that he sends durood. Allah will remove from him ten sins and will raise him ten degrees in Jannah. And this is in Muslim Sharif. And the last of the hadith today for you is Abu Hura radiallahu anhu said, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa said, do not make your houses as graveyards where you pray or where you don't pray or don't do zikr, and do not make my grave a place of festivity. Send blessings upon me for your greeting will reach me no matter where you are. And this is Nabi Finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that this condition that Muslims must love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is not one-sided. But this is a reciprocation of the love that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has for us. It is something that we cannot really reciprocate fully because you can never repay anyone for what they do because they did it selflessly first, not seeking any reward. Whereas what we are trying to do is to return what we have already received unasked. However, honor demands that we try our best to reciprocate the goodness that we received. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنْفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِدْتُمْ حَرِيسٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah said, which means in Surah Tawbah, now has come to you a messenger from amongst yourselves. It grieves him that you should perish. Ardently anxious is he over you. To the believers, he is most kind and most merciful. It is this love that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam have for, has for his ummah those who he knew personally and those who came after him that will be the basis of his shafaat his intercession on the day of judgment this is what will make him intercede for us when his intercession will be instrumental inshallah and the basis of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this for all of us anas bin malik reported rasul said I wish I could meet my brothers and in this anywhere anytime this is said it means brothers and sisters. The sahaba said Ya Rasulullah are we not your brothers? Rasulullah said you are my sahaba but my brothers and sisters are those who have faith in me although they have never seen me. And this is in Musnad Imam Ahmad. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to include us among those who Rasulullah called his brothers and sisters. And that is why it is essential not to do what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa did not do and not to create innovations in Islam bid'at. Please understand every innovation starts small. Every innovation starts with a good intention. The path to Jahannam is paved with good intentions which went, which went bad. Every bid'at. Isa alayhi salam became son of God. Why? Because people had a good intention. They said this man is so beautiful, he is so holy, he is so pious, he cannot be human. Has to be something other than human. Everything starts with a good intention. Just because you have a good intention does not make the action right. The action is right only and only when. Along with that good intention. Good intention is important. But along with that good intention. This action is according to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa wa sallam if we do not find an, any action that we want to do or somebody tells us to do if we do not find that action reflected exactly not interpretation exactly in the sunnah of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam if he did not do it if his if the khulafa rashidin did not do it if the sahaba did not do it run like hell from whoever is recommending that to you run away no need to argue just run away. Do not do it. Because there is guarantee with acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only and only for the action of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nobody but nobody has a guarantee that their action is accepted. Unless that action is according to the action of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Make this my brothers and sisters. Make this a fundamental principle in your life. Inshallah you will never go wrong. Do what Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam do, did, and inshallah you will be with him on the day of judgment. Anath bin Malik R.D.A. reported again, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, some of my companions will come to me at the fountain, at al Kawthar. May Allah give us that opportunity until I recognize them. In another hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, my people will come to me, I will recognize them by the mark of wudu. They said, Ya Rasulullah, what is the mark of wudu? He said, their faces, their hands and their feet will shine. He, they said, among all the hujum, how will you recognize? He said, when you see a, a herd of horses, don't you recognize a horse which has a a, a white flash on its forehead and it has white socks? They said, yes, he said, that's how he will recognize them. So what is he talking about? He's talking about people who are praying, the Muslims who are praying because they made wudu. And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi but they will be driven away. They will be taken away from me by by angels in another hadith by angels with whips. They will be driven away. I will say my companions, my people, my people. It will be said to me, Ya Rasulallah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, You do not know what they innovated after you. And this is the muttafaqun hadith agreed upon in Bukhari and Muslim. My brothers and sisters, very important for us to understand this. Never ever do anything which Rasulullah ﷺ did not do. Because that's the only guarantee we have. And that guarantee, Alhamdulillah, is enough. I want to end with a story of one of the most famous of the Sahaba, Ridwanullahi Alaihi ibn Adi, a man who loved Muhammad. These are the standard bearers. These are the gold standard, these are the markers, these are the flags, these are the people who we will be compared against. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make up the huge gap between them and us inshallah with his mercy and grace. Khubayb ibn Adi was captured by the Quraysh and the Quraysh had decided to kill him in retaliation for some of the people who were killed in uh, the battle of Badr. So when they took him to the place and there's a huge crowd and they took him to the place where they are going to uh, kill him and they were planning to torture him and, and literally dismember him you know chop off his limbs while he was living and they did that so when they took him to that place he asked them to allow him to pray to rakat of salah they agreed he prayed to rakat of salah and he recited in the salah he, he recited short surahs and when he finished he said to them that if you thought that i asked to pray out of fear of death then my prayers not not worth the trouble He said, I wanted to recite longer, but I thought you will feel that I'm reciting longer to delay the time for my death. So he said, I'm not interested in that. Then they started torturing him. They started chopping off his limbs. Can you imagine? I mean, just take a pin and poke it and see how it feels. We are talking about the limb being chopped off. It's not easy to talk, right? Very easy to talk. May Allah protect you from, from all of this. May Allah protect all of us from all of this. They started chopping off his limbs and then some, and they, they were taunting and they said, how would you like Muhammad sallallahu to be in your place here and you are free? Khubay ibn Adi radiallahu anhu, he said, by Allah, I would not want to be safe and secure with my family while even a thorn pricks Muhammad sallallahu Such were those who loved Muhammad sallallahu they are our standard. They are the ones who are blessed, and they were the they were the companions of the one who Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala loved. I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala Jalaluhu to make us and allow us and enable us to live our lives, fearing none but Allah, obeying none but Muhammad Sallallahu, following none but the way of the of the Prophet Sallallahu. And loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, over and above anyone and anything else in, the, in our lives. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us in a state of obedience to Him. A state of following the beautiful sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A state when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take us in that state when He is pleased with us. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with us and never to be displeased. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما اعطيت وقنا شر واصرفنا شر ما قضيت فانك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فانه لا يذل ما واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب اليك ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا واكفرنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا توفنا مسلما وليغنم بالصالحين آمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله ارحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وَيَتَائِزِ الْقُرْبَ القربى وينها عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وعظموا استجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله اكبر ولا حول ولا